What is up, guys? How are we doing? We are back again with another podcast. It's currently November 5th, 7.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How are we doing, Kyle? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's uh, election night or election month, as I should say, in America. But we're here to take a little break, take a little break from all the chaos and uh, just talk about some sports. Of course. And I think we're going to open up here and talk about some college football. You know, uh, you know, a game that we we, we were talking about football, but we have never talked about college football on the podcast here. And me and Kyle, me and Kyle, big advocates of college football, love the game, love the, the traditions, the passion. And we got some big games coming up right now, um, and we're just going to open up, open it up. I mean, we got Clemson, Notre Dame. We got a bunch of games going on here. Um, it's going to be great. Kyle, what are your thoughts for this weekend? Uh, we'll start off with what you mentioned, Clemson, Notre Dame. You know, number one and number four. I think, I, I think that's that's obviously a big game playoff wise, but um, realistically, I, I don't see Clemson losing. I know that Trevor Lawrence is still out with uh, the COVID. And they got Ungalewe starting in there at quarterback. And, you know, last week he had a he had sort of a sloppy, sloppy uh, first half against Boston College. Uh, let him take the lead. Let him get out ahead. Looks really flustered, really nervous. But first college start, he's playing on the number one team in the country. That's understandable. Uh, I thought he really, you know, he really came out there in the second half, though, and he, he showed what he was all about. He showed that. Um, you know, he might not be Trevor Lawrence yet, might not be up to that caliber quite yet, but he definitely showed that he is capable of leading a, a top team and was capable of being, what, the 38 overall recruit in his class, uh, you know, capable of being on that Clemson team and leading that Clemson offense. And uh, even more than that, I, I, I think Dabo Sweeney is a great coach. And I think the Clemson coaches also last week – put him in a scheme and put him in a plan that let him shine. Didn't have him making too difficult of reads, not putting him in um, too complex scenarios, putting him in, 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 in simple, um, in simple schemes and simple plays that he can really thrive in and that he allow him to make those plays and make those decisions, but um, don't put too much of that on him um, and kind of take the workload off him a little bit. And coming out against Notre Dame, I think, you know, Notre Dame, um, obviously not in a conference and, and doesn't have the, the strongest schedule out there in terms of who they play. They're not in the SEC or anything. Um, they're, in the ACC now. they're in the ACC now. Yeah. They, cause of COVID they got. Oh no. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, that's where they're playing Clemson. I mean, it, uh, that's my apologies. No, <laughs> it's, I mean, hey, it's all right. Obviously, obviously each of their biggest games of the year, but um, again, realistically, I, I don't see, I don't see anyone, especially Notre Dame, knocking off Clemson at this point. Um, and I know they lost Trevor Warrens, but I, I don't – seeing the second half they came out with last week, I don't, I don't think they're going to miss a beat, and I think they're going to roll over Notre Dame this week. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup. I, I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, if he's in there, it's a win for Clemson. But I have the game being pretty, pretty close just because defense, defense wins games. Clemson's defense in the first half looked not that good with the Boston College team. That is a very a, a lower caliber team than Clemson. But hey, I think I agree with you. I think Dabo Sweeney is the man. DJ Ung, what is it? Ungalele. 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 I mean, it's the hardest name ever to say. 
I mean, dude's a freak. He had 342 yards and th- uh, three total touchdowns, I mean, in his first start in the ACC. I mean, I know it's going to be a different opponent with Notre Dame, but, I mean, it's just – I don't know. I, I don't know who to take in this game. It's going to be a great primetime game. It's going to be close. It's going to come down to some turnovers. And, I, I th- honestly, I'm not going to lie, I think Notre Dame gets this win. Just because Ian Book – Ian Book is a name more – is Notre Dame's quarterback. He's a more experienced quarterback than, than uh, DJ and – I just feel I, their defense, Clemson's defense might be a little better than Notre Dame's, but I feel like a more experienced quarterback uh, with Ian Book can win this game. I know, but DJ is a monster. And I don't know. I see Notre Dame kind of pulling it off. I, I believe it's at Notre Dame, too. I don't know if that – it doesn't make much yeah, of a I mean, yeah. That, it, it, does, it does suck for them. They don't get the typical uh, South Bend experience, but – Right, and it's – it's not like I mean I guess like you have to get on a plane and maybe you're a little jet lagged, but you're not getting any like home field advantage or anything like that. Yeah, and so yeah, I see Notre Dame winning that big game. I I, I believe it's going to be on college game day. I mean, and they're they're definitely coming to that city. So yeah, uh, I, I yeah. Know, yeah. Well, and you talk about Ian Book being the difference, and um, I mean I think that quarterback difference is definitely something to take note of, but. I think more so, too, if Notre Dame wants to pull it off and wants to win this game, I, I think it's going to be huge on their pass rush and on their defensive line. Because if they, if they don't have pressure on him and they're letting uh, ukulele sit in the pocket and make those passes, he's, I mean, he's going to have a hell of a game. But I think as a young quarterback especially, if they can put that pressure on him and they can get him on his toes and get him a little nervous in his first, you know, in his first top 10 matchup, his first top five matchup of his career and his second start ever. I, I think they'll definitely get him a little nervous and you can get a, you can get a few lucky turnovers. If you get him nervous, you can get him throwing some, some bad balls, throwing some picks and that's what they need. They need to get some. Uh, I agree. I agree. And for sure. It's going to come down to defense. Notre Dame led up seven points to Louisville and as well, and then Clemson led up 10 points to Louisville, except the difference was Clemson scored, I, th- I believe, Clemson scored 45 points with Trevor Lawrence, and Notre Dame only scored 12 with Ian Book. So, I mean, it's going to be a defensive battle. I, I already see that happening. It's just, I think, I mean, I'm telling you, if, if Trevor Lawrence is in this game, automatic win, chalk it up. I mean, maybe, I, I'm saying like maybe by 14, or Clemson wins by 14. But I, I see Notre Dame winning this game by just a little little bit with, with DJ. And I think you're right. Their defensive line needs to step up. And if don't forget, this dude, DJ, ukulele, I mean, he is – what is he, like 6'5", 240? Like, he's a big – he's a huge dude. So, I mean, they're going to – they're Dabo is going to be creative. He's going to get some RPOs and stuff like that, run pass options. And, you know, he's going to get him out of the pocket. He's going to try to make him more comfortable. But they're no – I think he's going to have a hard time adjusting with this, this, this defense, this caliber defense. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to, it should be a good one and it's going to be good. I, I mean, we also, we, we also, we also have Florida and Georgia coming up and that is going to be a huge SEC matchup. SEC best conference in college football. Cannot change my mind. Cannot whatsoever. Yeah. And I mean, with that matchup too, we're looking at what number five, number eight, and, I mean, you're taking the upset on the last one. I, I know Florida's missing some of their defensive backs. I know they got a few injuries, but I'm, I'm taking Florida in this matchup with Georgia. I think, um, I think you look at the Georgia quarterback, and, you know, he, 
against Alabama a few weeks ago, he looked I mean, he looked great up until the end there. He he was doing good. He was he was hanging in there. They they were in that game. And I mean, he he throws it away, in my opinion. He throws it away, three bad picks. Um, you know, a couple of them right near the end, right in crunch time. And I don't know. I don't he, he I think he's a good quarterback, but I just I I think Florida also is a, a tough defense and even though they got some D-backs out, they got a great defensive backfield uh, on that team. And I think they're going to make him a little nervous. And I think, again, it's a big game. It's a big top 10 matchup. And I see him, again, throwing some of those picks and, and getting a few of those bad turnovers, getting a pick six, getting a bad turnover that leads to some points. And, I mean, that, that's, that's what loses football games. That's When you're in a tough, close game, you throw pick six, you throw – uh, you, you fumble on your own, you know, 40, that's it. That's all. You can't hand them points like that. And I think in that matchup, I, I see Georgia kind of, I think Georgia should win, but I, I see them kind of throwing it away a little bit to Florida. I see, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you again, again, hot takes today, guys. I, I see Georgia winning this game and I, I agree with you. Kyle Trask experienced quarterback. I think he's like his fifth year in the college football. He's been in the college football for a long time. Florida, though, is just too undisciplined for me to watch. And I, I, it's somewhat to do with the players, but I do not like Dan Mullen, who's their coach. I hate Dan Mullen. I don't think he's a good – He's, a, I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, coaches for Florida. But he's not that leader. He's not like Saban. He's not like Dabo. He's, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. And, you know, the Florida defensive back, they have three defensive backs out for this game. Three. And I think that's due to like suspensions or it's violating team rules. Where does that come? How does that not happen? Why don't Why don't you hear about that from Alabama or, or Clemson? It's because their coaching staff, it, it, they're they're on top of it. So I, I, Georgia, great defense, probably the number one defense in the nation right now. They're great defense. I, I see them getting this win, but it's going to be close. It's going to be close again. Stetson Bennett is, I don't like him at all. The Georgia's quarterback, he is not. I, what is he? He's like 5'10". He's not very athletic. He's, I mean, he, Georgia just needs to play perfect football, which I think their defense is capable of playing. I just need to see it from their offense, but I don't see Florida winning this game just because of lack of discipline and they're, 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 they're too many, too many missing guys, too many missing pieces on a team. They have very good talent, but too many missing pieces. And it starts with the main man, their head office uh, and Dan Mullen. Yeah, and looking at looking at the rankings now, we you know we talked about that matchup five and eight, and it might be a little early for this, but I mean it's never too early to talk about college football playoffs. And Cincinnati sitting right behind Georgia, number six, five and zero, oh, and they're sitting there though in the AAC. They're in the American Athletic Conference, not in a strong conference, not playing you know very strong opponents, but right now look like they're playing great football. And, I mean, they're undefeated, haven't given anyone any reason to drop them in the rankings necessarily. They've looked sound all around as a team. But what do you think about their chances? If, if we get to the end of the season and the Cincinnati, what is it, Bearcats? Cincinnati Bearcats are sitting 11-0, 10-0, whatever it is, undefeated, do you see them making the college football playoff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
Cincinnati, number six right now. It's the same thing with BYU. People are hyping up BYU because, oh, they're the Mormons. You know, they're undefeated. They're, they're the best team ever. No, they're not. So, so is Cincinnati, even though they're undefeated. Georgia is a five right now, and Cincinnati is six. Georgia would kill Cincinnati any day of the week. Not any day. Not, maybe not kill. They would win. They would win. The defense would shut them out. It's a whole different ballgame with Georgia. I do not see Cincinnati or BYU, especially not Cincinnati, Cincinnati though, making the college football playoff. I think you're going to see the kind of the same, the same teams, the same three teams in the college football playoff. I mean, Bama, Clemson, and, the, and Ohio State. But the, the fourth spot is going to be interesting. The fourth spot is actually going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be Cincinnati or BYU, though, at all. I think – I mean, Notre Dame's right now number four. And, you know, eh, are you still on Notre Dame? Kind of, not really. Not to, not, not to compete with those type of, uh, type of teams. But it will definitely be interesting. I, I, I mean, the, the, four, the number four team, I think, is going to have a loss. They're, they're going to have a loss. They're not going to be an undefeated team. What do you think about the number four seed in the college football playoff? Or what are your rankings for one, two, and three? Or, four, or what are your teams in the playoff? Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, unless they, unless they lose to, you know, somebody bad, they, uh, bearing any unforeseen circumstances, they're in the playoffs, no doubt about it. They are the best teams in college football. They have, you know, it, they have two of the best coaches in college football, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. The, the coach of Ohio State, I'm blanking on his name right now, he looks like the real deal as well. He, yeah, he, Ryan Day has done a great Fun fact, job, you know, fun fact to the Frank and Smith podcast. My uncle, who is a offensive line coach at Bristol Central High School, played at the University of New Hampshire, was a right guard, guess his quarterback, Ryan Day, all four years, who's now the head coach at Ohio State. It's a, world. World. it's a small Weird world out world. there. Weird world. I always make fun of him because he doesn't have an Ohio State coaching job because he coaches at Bristol Central. I'm like, what, what you, what's wrong with you? But, you know, he's a great guy, great dude. He's huge. He's like 6'4". Good guy, four, good guy. Two, two, well, obviously, anyway, sorry. And when you think about those teams, you know, and obviously um, some of the best quarterbacks in the nation too. And Justin Fields coming out in his, in his first two games, his first two – you know, showings at Ohio State, and he's looking like the real deal. He's looking like he's going to be a top five overall pick in this draft. And th- those those guys are in. And I agree with you. I think no matter who gets the fourth spot, I don't see anyone beating one of those three teams. Though Those three teams are on just a separate tier than everybody else. No matter who takes that fourth spot, whether they play Ohio State, whether they play Clemson, whether they play Alabama, they're going to get killed. I, I, I don't – Maybe not kill, but I don't see them beating. I don't see it being too close between any of those teams and whoever the fourth place team is. Was, uh, if they don't have any unforeseen injuries, if none of their quarterbacks are out on, you know, uh, some COVID circumstances, anything like that. But when you look at the fourth team, and I know I know I could have some some bias here with, you know, my, uh, my, my, my sister coming from this school, but uh, right now I'm on Wisconsin, and – uh, if they can hold out for these next two weeks, I think it is, where they got to go without, without Graham Mertz, I think they got a shot. Because Wisconsin the past few years has always – they've always kind of – they've been kind of flirting with, with that top five area. They've been, they've been flirting with that top of the country ranking because the rest of their team has always been so sound and so solid 
but they've always been missing that top-tier quarterback. And when they get to those big games, it shows. When they played in the Rose Bowl against Oregon last year, it showed. And it, it shows when they don't have a quarterback up to that caliber, and he's kind of getting carried by the rest of the team. And when you look at that first game, Graham Mertz looked like that guy. He looked like the guy that Badger fans have been waiting for, that they've been waiting to get on their team. And he went out there through five touchdowns. I mean, having a, a top-tier performance in his first showing at a college football game. And while it, was, you know, it wasn't against the, the best opponent in the world in Illinois, but still – his first game, you know, on on TV, in college, it was impressive. And he looks – I know it's one game, and I know you can't make assumptions, but, you know, if they can hold out against Purdue and against Michigan, which will be tough, doing it without him and doing it with uh, – what's what's their – Vanden Boom. Vanden Boom. Yeah, Vanden Boom. It's a good name. Vanden Boom is going to come out – is going to have to come out here and do something against Purdue and especially Michigan. But if they can hold out, you know, I see them having a chance there. And as you said, I also look at Georgia. And right now I think Georgia's probably my favorite. I'm not sold on Notre Dame. I think they're going to lose to Clemson this week. I don't think they're going to be sitting undefeated at the end of the year. And I know Georgia has one loss. I don't think they're going to lose again unless maybe, maybe in the, uh, in the SEC championship if they can get there. But I just think, you know, if Georgia's loss – their one loss isn't a tight one to Alabama. I don't think that's a reason to not put them in. And I think, you know, if anything, that shows that they can play with those teams if anyone can. And that if anyone deserves to be that fourth spot and to go up against Clemson and go up against Alabama, it's them. And they deserve to have that, that second crack at it. So right now, those are the two teams on my radar. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, this, the start of the Big Ten makes things interesting for the rest of college football. And Wisconsin is going to be up there. I, I, I see Wisconsin playing really, really, really well. I just – I can't ignore, like, there's so, – like, I'm looking at the top ten right now, and there's a lot of SEC teams. I mean, there's, I, got, I got four SEC teams right now. One, two – yeah, four. And, they like, I just see Georgia – I just don't see how you can, like, let in – I don't know. Like, if I, if I see an, a, a 10 in, or 11-1 Georgia team – or an 11-1 and one Wisconsin team, I, I think I have to let in Georgia. Georgia every day of the week. Right. And, but if Wisconsin goes undefeated, I, I, I think they're over there. And what would be interesting to me, though, is if like, – I, I like how you're mentioning Wisconsin because I think, that, like, I think Ohio State could have a, a, eventually a problem later on in their, in their, in their season, like re- evolving around the Big, the big Ten Championship. Say Ohio State loses in the Big Ten Championship, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's, you know, another team, maybe Michigan, probably not, though. They're, they're, they're not going to be there. But, you know, I think that that gets Ohio State out. You know what I'm saying? I think that that, that makes gets Ohio State out of the playoffs. So I think it's just going to be an interesting, interesting kind of puzzle this year, especially with COVID. And, you know, you're only playing teams in your conference, so you're not playing out of state. So it's going to be tough. Like, it's going to be a tough schedule each, yeah. each week. When, and with and with the less games, like you said, it, it makes it harder on those top teams because I, I think, uh, you know, as we said, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State are in, but uh, they can't lose. Yeah. I don't think they can really – if you blow it, and it, even though you'd be losing to, you know, what, a top, a top ten team 
I don't think it matters. I, I don't think you want to put yourself in that scenario where you're in the argument. You you right. can't really afford to lose a game this season. You you got to go undefeated if you want to get there. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think will win in the whole thing? Do you have a do you have a guess right now? Um, you know, right now, I I, I just think Clemson. I think. Really? I'm going between Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State looks great, but I, I think at the end of the day, in the past few years, I think the experience is going to carry over. I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's already been there twice. He's won one. He knows the, – they don't, they don't know how to lose. They only know how to win. Dabo Sweeney has shown he is, you know, arguably really? the best in college football. And I think that's, that's where the experience is going to show against, um, you know, the coach of Ohio State who has taken over in, what, three years ago yeah. after Urban Meyer. And, as you know, as we said, he's done a great job, and he's doing a great job. And I see him winning national championships in the future. I just think at this point, I think the experience of Dabo Sweeney and that Clemson team is going to kind of carry them over the edge. And I see that being the national championship, but I see Clemson taking it home. I see. See, I, I, I think Bama. I think Bama's winning this. And, you know, it, and it has to do with the coaching staff. It has to do with Nick Staben. But I see, you know, I see Bama Clemson and in the national championship game. And that's just if, if saying if, if Bama – well, here, let me start with this. Bama is so good. They are so good. I don't care what their win was against Mississippi – um, and I don't care what their win was against Georgia if they were losing at halftime. Clemson was losing at halftime to Boston College. I'd take – I think Mississippi and um, Georgia would win against Boston College. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it's just like little, little details. I think Alabama's defense is great, even though they've given up a little bit more points than they usually have this year. I think their offense with Mac Jones, I think he really, really is a great arm, great passer. I think Trevor Lawrence is a little better than him, but I think Mac Jones is a great, great quarterback. He has so many weapons. I know he just lost Jalen Waddle, but he has so many weapons besides that. And their running back is a workhorse, Najee Harris. He is so good. He gets the ball all the time. I, I would, I would, if I could give him the ball every play, I would do that because this dude is amazing. He reminds me of a smaller Derrick Henry. He's, I mean, he's not even that small. He's probably like 6'2", 230. But, like, his dude is a unit. And I see if, 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 if Alabama is number two and Clemson's still at number one, which I think that that's going to happen because I don't think Clemson's going to lose, I see them beating Ohio State. I see them cause I, just because of Ohio State's defense. I think their offense can compete. I don't think their defense can compete. I, th- I see them winning, and I see Clemson winning against one, over, one, like one against four. So I see Bama-Clemson championship, and I see Bama uh, coming out. But it's going to be – dude, I actually don't know. Like, it's got every game I feel like I, I'm picturing my mind, it's close. Like, I, I see a, just close games everywhere. Well, and, and this season, too, is so interesting just because of the shortened season. Because when we get to playoff time and we're talking about who we think is going to have number four, with, with COVID and everything, we're going to have teams who are going, you know, 10-1 and one, pitted against teams who, you know, are going 8-0. and oh. Right. And trying to decide who's better. And, and do you do you penalize that team because they lost a game even though they're playing three or four more? Do do you let that other undefeated team – do you penalize that undefeated team because they didn't get to play more games even though that's not their fault? And I just – it, it's going to be interesting. And, I mean, it's always going to – it's always hard, but I think this year is going to be the hardest for that selection committee. And, and no matter what they choose, they're going to leave people out. 
and there's going to be right. – There's going to be a debate on who they leave out. And, and you're exactly right. It's going to be I, – I like, for example, if Wisconsin goes undefeated and, you know, the playoffs kind of like this. If Wisconsin goes undefeated and an SEC team, SEC team goes, what is it, like 10-1, and one, and they put that SEC team in, I, like I, I can see that happening in my mind. I, like, you know what I mean? Like I can see that going on. So it's going to be super, super interesting. Speaking of college football, though, how about your Dabo Sweeney going to the Jets? Let's transition here. Let's transition here into a little bit of NFL. Well, Sorry that, about to interrupt my, to, the, to the fans. I don't know what was going on there in my house. No, so as, as they know, I, I am a Jets fan. And, um, I mean, we look what's going on this week with – with with Avery Williamson and and you know they're they're selling everybody away. Hey, that's a great thing up for the Steelers. I think that 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 could be the biggest turn of a record for a player in NFL history. Yeah, right oh, before the trade deadline, he what? That's a fourteen game swing. Right before the hey. trade deadline, he's going zero and seven to seven and zero. I mean that is that loves good, it. Work good work for him. I mean he he got the he got the best of both worlds there, but you know and. I, I mean, I'll say it again. I've said it before. I, I despise Gase. I hate Gase. Um, <laughs> I think he's the devil. He's a cancer. Whatever you want to call him, he he he's awful. He, he's 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 terrible. All right. But I do see some hope in in Joe Douglas and the way I like what he's doing with this team. And you know, while his you know his picks haven't gotten that much time, but. You know, Makai Becton, he's looking like a real deal. He's looking like a star offensive lineman in the future. He's got that athleticism, and he, he looks good. He's a freak of nature. I think he is for sure. And, you know, Den- Denzel Mims, he's only played two games, but, you know, he's coming off the injury. He, he looks okay. He, he's, you know, he looks like he could be good. He looks like he could be doing well. Uh, well, Michael Perrine is looking okay. His draft picks so far – are looking, you know, I, I, I get a little He's bit of He's reassurance in the draft picks. And, I mean, it doesn't take much as a Jets fan to, be re- to see improvement. But I see some improvement there. And I like what he's doing training away these players. Because it, as much as I like Avery Williamson and as good as a, of a running back Le'Veon Bell used to be, and I don't know what he is now, but oh, as good a player as he is and – you want to know what I thought about that, though? Jamal Adams, I think he's only played one game for this year, or two games for the Seahawks yeah. this year. No, yeah, and as good as a player Jamal Adams Who wins that in the long run? And as good as a player Jamal Adams is, I just think with, with those guys, you know, you had a star in Jamal Adams, and you had some, some above-average players at, at points around the team, but you're overpaying them for underproduction and for production at the end of the day, that's not winning you games. Jamal Adams is a great player, but a safety alone does not win you games. And when he wanted that money, I, I, with what he was asking for, I was happy to see him go because he, he was asking for weight. He was asking to be paid like a star defensive lineman. Uh, he, he, at the end of the day, as good as safety, you can be the best safety in, in the world, but the safety position is not nearly as important as other places on the team. And I, I like what he's doing, trading away those guys, because at the end of the day, they're 0-7 right now. They have no shot at making the playoffs. What's the point in, in keeping guys that, you know, why not send them off, give them a chance to be on a good team where they can win some games and, 
and not be, you know, a, a, an above average player, a good player on a terrible team. Because at the end of the day, they're not working. They haven't worked in the past four years they've been there. They've been, they've played good, but they haven't made your team win. So why keep them wet there? Why not let some younger players step into those roles now, start to get some practice and get some picks. And I like how he's stockpiling picks because I think what he's doing right now is he's making the New York Jets a much more sellable franchise to a coach. Because when they get rid of Gase, a coach wants to bring in his guys and he wants to build his team. He doesn't, a coach doesn't want to get there with, you know, Jamal Adams and Avery Williamson and Le'Veon Bell and these, these good players, these star players disgruntled and upset and mad that their team's losing and they're playing well and they can't do anything. You don't want to get there and step into that situation. You want to step into a situation with, with you know, young players, players, players that you can control and that will respect you and that you'll have all their, all their attention. All, you'll be able to completely make your team. And, with, you know, with stockpiling picks and if they can hopefully get the first overall pick, He's making them a very sellable franchise. And with that first overall pick, a very sellable franchise to Dabo Sweeney. Because if Dabo Sweeney is going to make that transition and prove that he can be an NFL coach, who better to do it with than Trevor Lawrence and the guy that after this year will have likely brought him to three national, champ- to three national championship games in a row, possibly two national championships, a Heisman candidate for three years in the running, one of the best quarterbacks that college football has ever seen, what better transition to make than with that guy and to have, you know, probably the most picks in the NFL in the next three years and be able to build around him and make the team you want. Because what he's done at Clemson has been unbelievably impressive. And while I think it is hard to leave behind that work, I think also you want to prove how good of a coach you are. And if he's ready to make that jump to the NFL, I don't know if he is or not, and I don't know if he wants to, but if he wants to make that jump to the NFL at some point, I think the Jets are making it uh, at this point. Why not? And why not go now? Because there might not be a better time for him to go. And I think if he's going to make that jump, now is the time for him to make that jump. Do you think the Jets are tanking? Yes, absolutely. Even with this winnable game coming up on Monday Night Football against the Patriots, you think they will lose? I don't think that's a winnable game. I think think as bad as the Patriots have looked in the past couple weeks – at the end of the day, it's a rivalry, and Bill Belichick is not going to lose to the Jets. He will not. He will not let. I don't know about Bill Belichick not losing. I think Cam Newton can lose to the Jets. I think Cam Newton too, too but I Bill Belichick is not. Uh, hey, you can say I'll say it right now. There is your no your whole theory right there is going to get messed up if the Jets win against the Patriots, or if they there get is, one. There is no way the Jets beat the Patriots on Monday. As bad as the Patriots have looked. With Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's history with the Jets. I'll make a bet with you. And coming from the Jets, coming from the Jets fan, I'll make a bet. on a napkin after a day and a half as their head coach. Him disrespecting their entire franchise. He's not going to let him beat them. He's I'm going gonna to make a bet with you. I'm going to make a bet with you. He's not going to lose. He's not going to lose to Sam Darnold and Denzel Mims and these rookies. He's not going to lose to them. That's not I'll happening. Make a, I'll make a bet with you that the Jets pull it off on Monday Night Football against Patriots. What are we betting? What are the odds here? You know, we'll what think of the stakes. Oh, next next week's podcast, we got to think of something. We'll, we'll, let's, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely think of something. But I do think the Jets are – I think the Jets could pull it off this week. I, I'm not saying – I think they could pull it off for, for a close one. All right, I'll bet, I'll bet with – here, loser 
sings an, an intro song for us next week of the winner. All right, perfect. All right, I agree. Live, live on air. Live on air. All right, got it. All right. Deal. Perfect. Sam Darnold, I, I'm praying for this, dude. I might pick him up in fantasy because I'm feeling this good. No, there's that. I, I don't like to rule against the Jets this year. I'm ruined. I, this, I am, I'm, I've never liked the Patriots, and I despise the Patriots, and I despise Bill Belichick. But Bill Belichick is gonna, t- is gonna shit on the Jets on Monday Night Football. He's gonna embarrass. He's not gonna. Look we'll at this Jets team to lose to them would be so embarrassing for his legacy. And he's getting embarrassed right now by Tom Brady. Hey, I, I think if it's any of the years right now, the 0-8 Jets can beat the 2-5 and Patriots. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll, looking at the – speaking of the Patriots, I saw – I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago, Good Morning Football, uh, the infamous toe-loving Rex Ryan I hate declared – declared – the Patriots dynasty to be over. He declared the Patriots dynasty to be dead and to be over with. What do you think of that? What, what do you, what do you think about this claim of Rex? Ryan? I know they're two and five, but I mean, what, what opinion, what's your opinion on that one? I don't think it's over. Just, I, I mean, I know they're doing bad. I, I, I don't think they're going to be a dynasty anymore. They're not going to win Super Bowls every year in a row. I, I understand, but Hey, I, I, it's Bill Belichick. It's Cam Newton. Bill Belichick said something this week, though, and he said, hey, listen, we're only paying Cam Newton, what is it, like a million dollars? Barely? Almost a million dollars? We don't have a lot of room right now. We don't, we don't know what we're doing. They're, they're bringing in guys. They just brought in a, like a six-round pick from Miami. What's his name? Ford, I think that's his name. They don't know. They're just trying to put the pieces together, trying to rebuild. But Belichick is working what he ha- with what he has. I, 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 I'm sorry, but like – the, these people are saying it's over. It could be, but like, who are a name any skill player that's on the Patriots right now? I don't think you can. Maybe besides Nikhil Harry, who's hurt, Harry, uh, or Rex Burkhead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Julian, they, I mean, Julian, they, Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman, dude. <laughs> Julian Edelman's like you know maybe every once once a yeah. once like a season he'll have a good game. Yeah, I mean all, all those small white, all the small white guys. But you know, it's 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 not the dynasty's over. I agree. But, you know, you can't, like, you can't just say that. I mean, they're still – I don't know. I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about that. Just because – I mean, I've, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen them win for so long that I just don't believe that they're, like, they're, they're going to be a bad team in the future. I don't see them going, like, like – I don't see them going winless, like, for the whole year. Like, I see them winning. I don't oh, have maybe, – maybe getting the even. Maybe getting the even, I see that happening. But, you know, even is – you know, I think they're going to be better next year. It's just a hard, tough season. Corona, and, you know, you got Tom Brady who's balling out in Damon Bay. And I think it's a hard season. But I, Rex Ryan, it, it pisses me off sometimes. He, he – I hate he, him. I hate him. I hate him too. He picked the Ravens to win against the Steelers this week. And he was like, you know why? It's because Lamar Jackson is a great passer. I'm like, Rex – you know why you're not an NFL coach anymore? It's because you think shit like that, you dumbass. I, I was actually, like, pissed at the TV. But, you know, Rex Ryan, you know, maybe just lose some weight and you hit the, hit the golf course a little bit. But I, I, I think the Patriots are going to be in a good spot. I, I, I think they're going to have – they're not going to have a good season, but I think they're going to have a good start next year. I think by maybe, like, getting even, they'll have a kind of a better understanding where they are at the end of the year. 
and then it kind of go in the next next year kind of head on. Maybe it was still maybe still with Cam Newton. We don't even know. Cam Newton only signed one year. We don't even maybe don't even know who their starting quarterback is. But I think Cam Newton should sign again with the Patriots and kind of keep pushing that. And I think they could be end up being an okay team next year, not this year. Yeah. No, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I think this dynasty is over. This TB twelve dynasty is exactly, over. Exactly. The twenty the twenty year Bill Belichick Tom Brady bromance is over. That dynasty is done. But uh, you know Brady left. It, it, they that dynasty is obviously over. They're they're not gonna as you said. I don't see. They're not. Gonna, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. And while they looked good in the first couple of weeks, I think, you know, they've gone 0-4 the past four weeks. I, I, they're not going to make the playoffs. Cam Newton has had zero touchdown passes. In yeah, four I, I see a similar situation happening with them as I do happening with Golden State in the NBA right now. And while Golden State's with oh, the, okay. State injuries, you look at the comparisons. You've got Bill Belichick is an unbelievable head coach, will go down as one of the best NFL coaches of all time. Steve Kerr, unbelievable head coach. Great coach. Has built a great, great team, built a great, great dynasty, which is still going. And I think they're they're taking a break. And Bill Belichick's taking a break, and he he's going to get just as the this Warriors – This is only going to make Bill Belichick stronger as a coach. Just as the Warriors have the second overall pick in the draft, and they're going to get – you know, James Wiseman or Melo Ball or one of those guys to come join the Splash Bros and come join Draymond, and they're going to have the, I, I mean, I can see them going to the NBA Finals next oh, year. Oh, they are. Unbelievable team. They, they, those fans are spoiled. Patriots fans are just as spoiled. And Bill Belichick is, compared to Steve Kerr, uh, 10 times better as a drafter. And I, that's not, I mean, it's not as important in basketball. And I mean, Steve Kerr's done an unbelievable job drafting, but I mean, you just look at the draft picks and the free agent signings that Bill Belichick's got and these guys that you've never heard of that he, on his team, turns into great players and they can't play anywhere else because he's such a good coach within his system. And, I mean, you, Danny Amendola, Chris Hoy. I, I was just about to say that. Perfect example. All these guys, all these guys that were great with Bill Belichick but can't play – you know, Danny Amendola can't play now. He's in Miami. He's, he's, he's not good anymore. He can't play anywhere else other than with Bill Belichick. And you look at his draft picks, he's drafting Tom Brady, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Arguably, I think, the best quarterback of all time. And he's, he has, he, he's just such a football genius. And I think this year, with them doing as poorly as they're doing, and I, I think they're going to win some games in the late season. And they'll win games pride-wise because he, he doesn't want to go – yeah, he, he's not going to get a top-five pick. That's not who he is. But I think even – they've had picks in the bottom, the end of the draft for the past, you know, 10 years, past 15 years, past, uh, past 20 years. And I think if you give them – if they're if they have a really bad season and they get the 10th overall pick, I mean, I see whoever they pick becoming a star. Bill Belichick is just such a genius and such a great football mind that I see them coming back so strong next year. And there, I see them taking this break, rebuilding a little bit, and as you said, figuring things out. You know, getting guys kind of used to each other, used to playing without Brady, because that's a big shift. And, and for a lot of those receivers like Julian Edelman, it's a big shift to not play with Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady makes everybody around him better. It makes all play action. Players. Play action, Julian Edelman over the middle. Play action, Julian yeah, Edelman over the yeah, middle. Yeah, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's it's, so hard to not, it's, it, it's an adjustment for all of them. 
But I think, you know, they get used to Cam Newton this year, and even if he's not the quarterback this year, they just get used to the new offensive system they're going to have to play when Brady's not their quarterback. But I don't see Bill Belichick – I don't see him having more losing seasons, you know, like in a row after this one. I don't see him taking a few years to rebuild. I see him taking one, and I see him coming back next year as a playoff contender. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's just going to take some time. Bill Belichick's, you know, he's got it. He's got it under control. He knows that he, he can see, foresee the future. The, but, I mean, do you think – I just have a question for you. Do you think Josh McDaniel will stay with the Patriots? No. Yeah, I, I don't do. think so either. I, I yeah, think so. I, I, think he's, I think he wants to prove himself. Yeah, I mean, and why well, – this is kind of the – after this year, I, this is kind of a good year to leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, this year kind of didn't work out. You had a, you worked with Cam Newton, but hey, you know why not go prove yourself and you know st- you know st- start something, become like a head coach. I, why would you not? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm surprised he's still there. I mean, at this point, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. After this season, you, I mean, you got nothing to lose. You, you've already established yourself as an elite offensive coordinator, and I I can't I I can't believe he left. He hasn't left earlier. I think now is going to be a good year for him to leave and. I, I do see that happening, but I do – I think Bill Belichick will kind of settle down, you know, just kind of – I mean, I hate the Patriots. I do. I hate Bill Belichick. I hate yeah. – I, no. I, I respect him. I agree. And I, I hate Robert Kraft. I mean, Robert Kraft could be my least – like my least favorite person on the planet. He's, I kinda, he's up there, I think, with Donald Trump, like like the dumbest like, – like I just don't like him at all. He kind of reminds me of Donald Trump. But it, it's just – I think they'll turn it around, and, and I think it'll be okay. But we got some good. We have some. We have some pretty interesting games here. We got some pretty, pretty, pretty wild stories. And I want to just get in playoff picture with a seventeen seven team. Excuse me, playoff now in the NFL. I think people are forgetting that that is a seventeen playoff. We're gonna have some interesting games. We have three wild card games this year. Three wild card games. Actually, is it called wild card? I don't even know. Three, but first round. Of playoffs. Yeah, no. But first round, of, first round of playoffs is three games. It's going to be really interesting. There's going to be some teams that, like, I, like the seven seed team or the six seed team is going to get. Some, I think they're going to. You're going to see some upsets this year, and it's gonna. I think it's going to be good. Right now, what's what's what it, I'm surprised with, and I think is a sleeper team in the NFL are the Indianapolis Colts, and I think. Philip Rivers is getting, I think he, when he moved from, you know, LA, you know, maybe he had another kid, I don't know, out of a hundred that he already has. He is playing great football and he's, they're, they're, they are tied with the Titans at five and two. If they can keep this up, they might not win the, the, the division, but they can, they can w- get into the wild card spot and then, you know, take some teams and it, it's going to be pretty interesting. I, I want to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Colts are definitely a very strong team, and I think, I think Phil Brizers is an elite quarterback. But I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a winner of that caliber. I mean, he was in, he was in the Chargers for so long, and he's a franchise quarterback. But at the end of the day, you got to win at some point, and he, he never really showed that he could get over that hump, and that when he was in those big games, and he was. He was in the playoffs, and he was pitted against those guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. He never really – and Russell Wilson, he never showed that he could uh, jump over that hump and get over that hump to be to be a winner and to be a playoff winner and a Super Bowl contender. And 
I think at the end of his career, like he is now, I don't see it being that different. I think, I think as great of a, a player and a quarterback he is, I see them making the playoffs, but I, I don't see them going too far. And uh, they got great players on the team, but again, T.Y. Hilton is having one of the worst years of his career. He's on the he's on the curve down. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's looking like an elite running back, and their offensive line is great. Their defense is great. But at the end of the day, you need a quarterback to win playoff games. You need one of two things. You need either a franchise quarterback or you need Nick Foles. And at the end of the day, they don't have they don't have I I don't think they've either won because I think while Phil Rivers is a is a franchise quarterback at this point in his career, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback and he's not a guy that I'd want for the next 5 for the next 10. Yeah, and I just I don't see him kind of I don't see him pulling one out this year and and, and winning like it, it, since he hasn't proven it before. Well, I don't see him doing that either. I was just I think I'm just kind of reiterating the fact that there are a lot of teams right now that are 5 and 2, 5 and 3, 5 and 2. You know what I'm saying? So I think like like for example the I mean what is it? The N- what is it? The NFC West. Seahawks are 6 and 1, Cardinals are 5 and 2, Rams are 5 and 3. Right now those those Three records right there are they good enough for the one seed? And then you know, five, six, or seven, six or five. Like those can those can get those teams into the playoffs. I think it's just going to be really interesting, and like it's gonna it's gonna be some great playoff games first round. And I, I can't wait for I can't wait for the NFL playoffs. And there's a huge huge game tomorrow or to, on Sunday night. I mean, after the week one, like after the week one, like blowout with oh, well not blowout, but kind of dominant, dominating performance with the Saints and the Bucks, And the Saints took that game in week one. They have a rematch in Tampa. And it's going to be a great game. And I'm very excited for it. And I still think the Saints are going to win. I, I think – I, I disagree. I think it's going to be a very different game than it was last time. I think last time Tom Brady, all those guys on, on the new team, I think it, you know, it took them a little bit to kind of get used to not being in a Patriots jersey, not having Bill Belichick as their coach. But you look at them over the next few weeks, and Tom Brady especially, he's playing great football. They're playing sound football, and they are looking like the team that people want them to be this year. They're looking like that team that can make a deep playoff run. And I think – I mean, the Saints are looking like that team as well, and Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Alvin Kamara is – Drew Brees is also getting better from all the crap he, that he got. He in, 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 like, week two, and he said only short, short passes. He's he just a game manager, and he's smart with the ball. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think he has so many weapons around him, too. If they get Michael Thomas back, I don't know what he's doing. Boy? I really don't know his situation. But, like, if they get Michael Thomas, I think oh, – yeah. I think I think it's going to be a really tight game. I right. see the I see the Bucks pulling it out. Just I, I see Tom Brady – I see Tom Brady game manager-wise in, in, the, in that fourth quarter um, able to get the win. And Gronk's kind of looking like his old self a little bit. And, I put Gronk about my fantasy uh, team. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, other than Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, Tom Brady's doing what Tom Brady does, and he's making all those other wide receiver stars as well. He's right. throwing that guy like Scotty Mills. He's throwing all those other guys. Scotty Miller. Yeah, Scotty Miller. All those guys that nobody's ever heard of. And he, he's getting them fantasy points. He's getting them touchdowns, getting them passes. And I, I think at the end of the day – Tom Brady with two minutes left in the fourth quarter is going to win this game and he's going to be the difference. So I hear the forecast in Tampa on Sunday night is pouring downpours. And I picked the saints because I, I know it's going to be, t- I think it's going to be 
really, really close. I picked the Saints because of Alvin Kamara. And, and I, picked it, I picked the Saints because of Alvin Kamara and the run game. I think if the run game, the Saints running game is stronger than the Bucs. There's going to be – it's going to be a quarterback duo. It's going to be game game manager against game manager. It's going to be good defense against eh, mediocre defense. But I think Alvin Kamara is going to be the difference maker. I mean, that dude is – I mean, I mean, he's, he's amazing. He has the most yards in, out of everyone, I believe. I, I think, like, all-purpose yards, I think, in the NFL. But I, maybe Dalvin Cook's ahead of him. I don't really know. But I think it's going to be a great, great – I think it's like – you know what I'm excited for too? The 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 recent primetime games have been awful. Like oh, like the, it, it's been the like mostly the yeah, it's been the NFC East and I'm like why is this on primetime right now? Like why am I not watching like a great game? I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be old school football, hard running game football and I mean it's going to be great quarterback against great quarterback and I'm excited to see what's going on. Yeah, and and I think like you said with the ground game, the key for the Bucks is definitely that defense. If their defense is firing and they're, and, and they're getting into the backfield and they're – because if you let – they can't let Alvin Kamara get into the open field, especially, as you said, in the downpour, in the slip – In the breeze, they also use Alvin Kamara outside the run game, though. Yeah. That's what no, that's I mean, what makes him so – so like is in, 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 it makes Drew Brees – it makes Alvin Kamara such a weapon for Drew Brees is because he runs those – short routes very well create space you know screens screens short routes running game you know misdirection type stuff but then like you know it sets up a lot of stuff so i'm I'm just excited to see the saints offense and the rain and i'm excited to see i'm excited to see ab honestly i hate ab but i'm excited to see him with tom brady i'm excited to see you know how he's gonna fit in offense i don't think he's gonna have a big game antonio brown i hope he doesn't i hate when I, tell my, when I tell the listeners here, I'm a Steelers fan. I, I hate Antonio Brown with a literal passion. I love Le'Veon Bell. I want the best for Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he I, – I don't think he's at all, like, in the wrong. I think he was a great player. And I, but I hate Antonio Brown. And I just – I despise him. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I want to see what he can do on Sunday Night Football with the Bucs. I mean, he's, 32, he's 32 years old. He hasn't played football in, like, two years or a year. Or probably like two. I don't even remember. Like maybe like a two, yeah, no, like two years. But <sighs> sorry, I just got to get that out there. I hate Antonio. No, I, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I know he's unbelievably skilled, but I, I, I don't like the the move in getting him. I, I think no, I don't like it either. I, I think they were flowing. I, yeah, I, I don't exactly, think gonna... exactly. And at, at the end of the day, it's just gonna bring more harm than good. In my I, I, I think so, too. I don't think he's going to be on the team for very long. I'm not even kidding no, you. I, he's I don't going to be think, off in three weeks. I don't think he's going to be there. He's that, a psychopath. And I don't, exactly. A CTE. I mean, maybe you should check on him. Like, they get, get something on his brain. I, just do it. I swear. Like, they were rolling. The receivers are getting touches. Yeah, Mike Evans not, was getting – that chemistry going. And yeah, I, Mike I, Evans was getting more yeah. touches each and each week. You know what I'm saying? I like bring him into the locker room. And he's the, yeah. he's the kind of guy, too – that like needs those touches to and and, oh. and I hear all the time on the on the on, on like on Sports Center on you know NFL Live they're like oh you know they they're talking to Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans and you know hey what do you guys think about bringing Antonio Brown and, and you know they're they're all like oh those guys are not selfish they just want to win they don't care what it takes you know they they don't care about having Antonio Brown on the team I guarantee you they care about having Antonio yeah. Brown on the team but they the they care they don't get the ball. And at the end of the day, too, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin 
have done a great job of being able to share those touches. And like, right. if one of them's having a good game and one of them's going off and he's, he's catching two touchdowns, he's going for hundred yards. The other one is okay. Fading into the background for a little, for, for a game or two. And they're okay sharing those touches with those other guys that Tom Brady gets the ball to. Antonio Brown's not. He no, Antonio Brown is not. He's Ant- the star. And if he's not, he's going to just create problems because of that. I, I, I 100% agree. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to play out. And I mean, Hey, I hope, I hope the Bucks. I, I think the Saints are going to win. I, I, I want to see Antonio Brown and how he's going to perform in prime times. A huge game to start your career or to start like your comeback. Yeah. Be, yeah, to come back. Huge game to come back in. They got some good. New, new, if the Saints are the the position that they're really good at on defense is defensive back. They, they I mean they got Marshawn Lattimore. They got the what's his like CJW or whatever that dude's name is. That just got punched in the face, like, like that. That, was, that, that was awesome. That was that was nuts. I, I, I mean, that I, I give all credit to that guy who the Saints player that got punched. No, he in. just stood there. Yeah, no, that was. He great. was just like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. you know, like I don't give a shit. And, and he got punched again. And he got punched again. And, he's got a helmet on him. He doesn't feel it. He got punched again. And then he, he's like, all right, like you know, I, you're gonna get ejected. I, yeah. my team's gonna win the game. So you know. It's gonna be a great game, and I think it's gonna be a good way to a uh, good way to end the, a good Sunday. And you know, we got the Monday Night Football matchup, it's and it's Monday gonna be a great game. Matchup. Hey, Frankie Smith listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again. Episode four. I mean, we got a huge. Me and Kyle got a huge bet going on. Patriots Jets Monday Night Football. Tune into that game, guys, and we'll we'll see you guys next week, and we'll get a good we'll get a good song. Whoever wins that bet. We will. We will. Uh, again, winner of the bet going to be choosing that song. You, you don't want to miss next week. It's going to be. It's going to be a good week. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I expect we'll have more college football to talk about too. I, I think a lot's going to happen this weekend, and uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be a good one next week. It, it's going to be great. As always, guys. Thank you so much. Remember to email us, Kyle. You can shout out the email real quick. Yeah, yeah, frankensmithshow, gmail.com. Shoot, shoot us questions, shoot us suggestions. Uh, uh, you know, still, we're, we're still getting the hang of this. You know, we're, we're growing, we're learning. Uh, we're, grind, we're grinding out school and, and creating content for you guys at the same time. So thank you guys exactly. for staying. Entrepreneurs. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're businessmen. We're businessmen. At the, at the end of the day, exactly. That's it. We're, business. we're businessmen. And we're in it. We're not in it for the money. If Obviously not. Long, that'd be okay, but we're not. We're not. You know, we're we're just we're dedicated here. We're we're gonna keep going. And thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you know, again, our our upo times getting a little getting a little uh, all over the place. But you know, we got some stuff going on right now. But we're not stopping. We're, we're real stop. We keep grinding. We keep grinding. We are. Yep, we're we're doing good. We're not like Rex Ryan who just gets fat and sits on his couch. Exactly. He likes. I mean, yeah. He's, Likes those toes and, and uh, <laughs> again, yeah. Thir- again, Thursday, November fifth, uh, election. Big, big stuff happening in America right now. But arguably, the biggest thing happening in America is this bet on the Frankensmith podcast. That is a fact. Which will be settled. Who gives Monday a shit night. about the president? Tune in to no. the next week's episode. This is America's voice, and th- this this is who America wants to see. And we will be back here next week with a beautiful rendition 
of a song of our choice after this Monday night football game. Watch that Monday night football game. See the Patriots take a shit on the Jets. And see Sam Darnold. Pull it off. And be, next, and be here next week to hear the repercussions. Kyle and Sam, signing off for the week. We'll be, we'll be back. It's been a pleasure. See you later.